Ladies and gentlemen, Laugh Sabbath presents the Landlord and Tenant of your life. Welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmas Live Edition. Uh, this is the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? That's right. Um, I am one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I am the other host. I'm Tenant Michael. For those of you who here listens to the show that we do. Oh, Great. Good. We are, we you guys are in king. for a world of hurt. <laughs> did you come expecting a night of dirty comedy? Or did you know what well, you were in for? Well, this is going to get pretty dirty. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway, uh, the premise of our show is that I am a uh, tenant in James's building that he inherited from his dead uncle. That's right. James Ooh. is very rich, and I am uh, sort of on the opposite end of the economic scale. <laughs> Mike has nothing in his life. Not, not precise. Um, yeah, so, um, so we're very excited to be here tonight. It's very fun to be doing a live show here at Comedy Bar. We're taking over Laugh Sabbath, the legendary uh, Thursday night show it's... here at Comedy Bar. Any Laugh Sabbath fans in the crowd? Yeah. Now, this, this comedy series is legendary. And has given the world so, so many wonderful talents. It's produced uh, uh, talents like Dan Levy. Yeah. Uh, Mark Critch. <laughs> uh, who else is it? Ron James. Ron James came Ron up. Ron James started yeah. on Laugh Sabbath. Yeah. Very you, excited. Are you guys sure you're fans of us? <laughs> All right. Very good. Just checking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there's a there's another. So this is a very exciting show. Oh, I I, I didn't sleep last night. No, I mean I did, but yeah. um, it's an exciting show for me. Because you guys may know that um, I had this uh, girlfriend, a Russian girlfriend, a Russian model girlfriend. Here we go. We had a tumultuous relationship. I called her she who shall not be named. She showed up at my place with a knife and a balaclava. I didn't talk to her for months. Whatever. Um, we reconnected. And um, my girlfriend, who I now call her by her name, Nadia, um, has a pop single coming out. <laughs> Are you guys excited for, for Nadia's pop single? Now, let me tell you guys. Now, I, who, who does pop like the Russians? <laughs> Am I right? So many Nobody. glorious uh, tattoo. Yeah. Uh, that guy who was in the, who had Trump in his video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alexander Ovechkin, I think, did right? a song. The guy's got a beautiful voice. He does. Yeah. He'd be surprised. So. I, I put in, like, a lot of money, a, da dangerously a lot of money, to produce a new, this single for Nadia. It's sexy, it's wild, it's fun, it's going to sweep you off your feet. And this single, by Nadia, is dropping tropping tonight on the show! <laughs> 
on this show the world premiere. Now, I can know, I, I haven't heard it yet. I'm interested to hear it, but I know that James has sunk a lot of his money and his time into it. And I get the and impression. I'm getting it all back. Well, if it doesn't do well, I have the impression you're going to be in a little bit of financial trouble. Why even think about it? It's going to be a hit. <laughs> All right, we shall see. But yeah, that's exciting news. No other show. There's a billion people lined up to see the other show tonight, but they're not going to hear a world premiere. <laughs> they're not hearing a world premiere. They're going to watch, like, uh, you know, a fantasy novel improv or something. Yeah. Imagine if Harry Potter lived in downtown Toronto. <laughs> And was a 40-year-old improviser dating his student. <laughs> right? I'd love to see JK take a stab at that. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, that's, uh, we've, we've taken care of... Uh, we've prepared you for what you're going to witness tonight. But now is the... Oh, I have a bubble in my throat. <laughs> Oh, dear. Now is the part of the show where James and I traditionally check in with each other, landlord to tenant, and we ask each other how our weeks were. Yes. How was your week, James? Uh, my week was quite fun, and as you know, Michael, I took you to the CNE. Mm, I didn't want to go because of the, obviously, the ongoing labor dispute. Mm. There are some locked out IATSE union workers, and oh. uh, I... When James Boo. suggested going to the CNE, the Canadian National Exhibition, let's go to the X, I, I was against the idea, but he tricked me by promising to buy me a corn dog. Yeah. And you I, see, the trick with Michael is he's very hungry all the time. I love my junk food, and uh, so I couldn't say no. So we went to the CNE. Uh, that's right. And we had a pretty good time. Mm. I did get in a fight with someone running a, like a, running a ring toss game. It was this uh, little kid I felt was ripping me off. Um, it was awful. I, I, uh, whatever. I did make him cry, though, which was better than winning the minion toy. <laughs> he couldn't have been more than 13. Well, lesson learned for him. And, and also, Life's hard. Well, and English was not his first language. <laughs> You're right. You're right on that. How did you find the, the CNE, Michael? The CNE, how did I find it? I, well, I found it wonderful at first, and then I found it terrible. And let me explain why I say that. We, I, pardon me, I'm having vocal trouble tonight. Um, James went to the ring toss game. I went to the food pavilion, because as I've, I've already established, I love food. And I had the most interesting and exotic piece of food. Now, the X is known for having crazy food, and this year is no exception. I bought myself, I can't believe I'm saying it, it was a jumbo hot dog, a big old frankfurter, that had a tuna sandwich inside. <laughs> inside of it. And on top of that, James, it was deep fried and had uh, butter on it. <laughs> And you should have seen me gobble two or three of these down. <laughs> Record time. Hmm. And so I was feeling good, and I thought, uh, how do I take this even to the next level? And I went on the bumper cars. Right? I love bumper cars. Anyone who listens to our show knows I love bumper cars. Yeah. But when I was on the bumper car, uh, my stomach started feeling a little bit rumbly. started feeling a little bit sick. And I thought I should get out of the bumper car. And wouldn't you know it, that's exactly the moment where I was rear-ended. And the mess I made in the bumper car was unholy. And that's coming from a very Catholic man. 
Very funny. Yes, it's true. And can we just take a moment to just wag our fingers at the Catholic Church these days? <laughs> With that terrible molestation scandal that came out of Pennsylvania. I, who here doesn't approve of the Catholic Church? <laughs> Together, you, our podcast fans, we can take down the Catholic Church. And I hope Pope Francis downloads this. <laughs> when it comes out. Anyway, the uh, teenager who was responsible for the bumper cars told me that there was no way they could clean the bumper car, and it looks like I'm on the hook for replacing the bumper car. Oh, dear God. How, did yeah. they give you an idea of how much? It's about $6,000. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, still, you know, yeah. it's a, it, was a fun, it was a fun afternoon. It was regardless. covered in shit. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty fun. We've, we've both got things going on. My yes. girlfriend is releasing a huge single. Yes. You were very ill at the CNE. Yeah. Um, this year is difficult, too, because I'm a huge music fan. I love my Canuck rock. <laughs> and because of the labor dispute, I have a dilemma. I have to choose whether, uh, whether I cross the picket line to see the band Moist. <laughs> what would you do, audience? What would you do? On the one hand, I believe in solidarity with unions, but on the other hand, we are silver. <laughs> mm. And is David Usher here tonight in the crowd? Singer of Moist? All right. Mm. Disappointing. Disappointing he's not here. I always wish he would be in a room with me. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, <laughs> so we, we we've warmed up the crowd enough. I think we've warmed up this crowd too. Yeah. Um, well, perhaps we should move on to it. when we. If you haven't listened to the podcast at the beginning of every show, we do a little segment. So maybe it would be a fun time to yeah. get right into one. Let's get hey? to a segment. And now, so what's coming up soon? It's the end of August. It's it's school is starting again soon. Eh? Mm. Any students in the crowd tonight? <laughs> Pencils and. Paper. <laughs> so we thought it'd be just wonderful if we did a segment about back-to-school tips. That's right. And, uh, well, let's play the theme song. Back to school, back to school. I can't wait to see teacher's face. Pick me! I know the answer! Okay. <laughs> Back to school. So back to school tips. You guys are all on board with this? All right. Um, Mike, I'll go first. Yes, sure. yeah. you go first, sir. So um, here's what you want to do. First day of school, there's a lot of pressure. You want to stand out. Uh, you want to separate yourself from the pack and impress everybody. You want to impress teacher. <laughs> so what you want to do, number one tip, bring teacher a nice, juicy, uh, delicious apple and smash it on the desk and... Look them in the eye and say, I can't wait to see you eat this. <laughs> but you must be careful. You don't want to get them a, uh, a regular apple. You want to get them an organic apple. You don't want to get them an apple that's covered in pesticides and herbicides because those poisons can cause organ failure. And uh, in the worst case scenario, they can cause death. Mike, you don't want to be held responsible for the death of teacher on the first day of school. <laughs> Tip number one. Bad tip. All right, here's my first tip for going back to school. Here's what you do on the first day of friggin' school. You walk in, you find the biggest kid in school, and you kick him in the fucking head. Does it, boy or girl? 
Carol. Does not matter. School and prison are the same damn thing. And you want to get to the top of that mountain. You want to be the alpha dog of school. You beat the biggest kid in school, and then you're set for the year. There's the first tip. James, I can't help but feel that you've uh, mistaken uh, the pr- prison tactics same for school. stuff. Same thing. Same principle applies. Gorilla mindset. So that's what you did in first day of school. All right. Sure did. My second tip for back to school uh, is this. Bullies. There are bullies. Sounds like you were a bully when when you were a younger man. Um, I had a huge problem with bullies as a kid. Here's what you want to do. Use your sense of humor to disarm the bullies. I used to have a bully that used to every day during lunchtime recess, he would bash my head against the concrete <laughs> the entire recess. <laughs> then I realized, hey, maybe I can use my sense of humor to defend myself. So I started carrying around copies of the uh, British uh, farce No Sex Please, We're British and also Noises Off. <laughs> and whenever my bully started coming at me with a big frown in his fists, I would start reading him uh, Noises Off until he was just in fits of hysterics and uh, we're still friends to this day. <laughs> okay. Here's my second tip. It's a little thing called PSYOPs. That's right, psychological warfare. The United States Army has been doing it since the 60s, and you're going to do it on your first day of school. That is the only way to reach the top of the pyramid of the social structure of your school. Take it from me. Here's what you do. First day of school, find out which kids have dead grandparents. Oh, yeah. And you find out their names, and then you casually drop uh, drop this at lunch. Hey, uh, Bernie says hi. Kid goes, uh, how do you know my grandfather's name? And then you wink and walk away. (laughs) Psyops! That is deranged! (laughs) Unbelievable. We're coming at her from different angles. You know, the the U.S. military used to play the sound of ghosts in Vietnam to scare the the North Vietnamese soldiers. (laughs) That was a psyop. Anyway... Look it up, guys. All right, my third and final back to school. I feel like we're peaking with this segment right now. Oh, we're peaking. Is uh, is this one. So, first day of school. Now, I don't have kids, but here's what I would do. I would grab them by the head, look into their eyes, and say, I love you, children. Have a wonderful time at school. And I, (laughs) as I mentioned, I don't have children, but one day, God willing, if I meet the right person... And we decide to, to bring a life into this world. <laughs> that is my ultimate uh, dream. But I know that it, it carries a lot of responsibility. Um, my, my partner uh, passed away a few months ago. She was 70. It was very weird. I was dating an older woman. And uh, she passed away during a VR skydiving simulation. Her, her poor ticker just couldn't take it. But uh, here's, a, here's a ray of sunshine. She did uh, freeze her eggs, and I've got them all in my freezer. Mine. And her will demands that I fertilize them. Demands? She can't do anything. She's dead. She demanded it, and it, I'm legally bound. So don't, don't do that. I'm bound to fertilize all the buggers in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I strongly discourage this, Mike, as your acquaintance. You're my landlord, not um, Christ. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Touche. Touche. Okay. Well, here comes my final uh, back to school tip. And All right. That is, listeners to the podcast know, Mike is a, basically a socialist. <laughs> I am a lot more right wing. I just want, you know, if you're going to school and you're heading into school, just remember that you are basically going to be subject to uh, crying Justin's lies. <laughs> right? And I happen to know that he's g- making a crying class happen, Michael. He's going to have where, crying in class. Where did you... Wait, a crying you hear, class. That's the thing. Where did you hear? I heard it on the doing, Rebel. <laughs> I heard Ezra Levant talk about it, and I thought, yes. First of all, this is not true, and second of all, no, James hates crying, but he also can't cry. Do you want to tell everyone why? I had my tear ducts uh, blocked up. I do get a big face. The water does go into my face, but it's fine. It's helpful. Save on Kleenex. All I'm saying is, don't listen to anything. When you go into school, don't listen to a single thing. Couldn't disagree more. Well, that's where, where we're different. Anyway, uh, that is our back-to-school tip segment. Uh, I think that went very well. I think it went well, too. I think the crowd is pretty cool. Does anyone here have little ones about to head to, uh, to the, their first year at school? <laughs> You are such a disappointment. (laughs) Me Um, or the crowd? (laughs) A bit of both. (laughs) All right, but enough of that negative style of talking, James. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We're going to, yeah, you know what? Why don't we get to, we have have a couple, three guests tonight. Three amazing guests. Very exciting. Are you guys excited to hear some cool guests? Big time guests. On the count of three, I want everyone to cheer guests. One, two, three guests. Wow. Very lame. <laughs> well, why don't we why don't we take a seat and bring up our first guest? Why don't we, we do that? Oh, I love it. I love it, Comedy Bar. Um, well, let's bring up our first guest. This uh, man we're very excited to chat with and meet. He seems like a lovely man. Uh, let's hear it, everybody, for Pat Thornton. Here he comes. Excellent. Mike hello, hello. Mr. T. <laughs> hi, hi. I thought, uh, I thought Mark Crutch was going to be here. He is on the way, but he's stuck in traffic. Okay. But okay. yes, he is a Laugh Sabbath alum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was, that's, that's what I was told when I was asked to do this. He, uh, here. he developed his famous Don Cherry character <laughs> at Laugh Sabbath. <laughs> Imagine, do you think this will be... The, now, we didn't set you up properly, Pat, but you are here with a title. You are a news predictor. I do. I predict the news. Right, and that's that's, your... uh, that's one of the gigs I have. That's cool. That's your. Is, so that's is that like a paying job? You predict the news. That's like a paying job that I have. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, the uh, like newspapers and media in general mm. have entered what a lot of people are calling the digital age. <laughs> yes, zeros and ones instead of newsprint on your fingers. Yeah, so people need to get the news out fast. Mm. So uh, it's good to get someone to predict it so you can write it up and then put it out as like the second it happens. Right. So you're, you're like, you're getting the stories out there just in case they happen? Well, yeah, I like uh, different freelance writers will call me. Okay. And asked me to predict the news so that they could write a story. And then if it happens, they put it out. 
Excellent. What an interesting way to make a living. So you're a little bit psychic, a little bit... Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit psychic. A little bit. Really? I like that. A little I don't bit like psychic, someone... a little bit rock and roll. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Damn. Um, how did you learn? How did you realize you had a bit of psychic thing? Well, I guess on. I got a... Um, uh, a lot of people got excited because I was the first person to predict that Trump would become president. Really? You oh, shot right? That Adams. just happened to me. That just happened to me. I was wow. in the shower, wow. and I said, Trump will be president. Um, now, just because you mentioned the T word, I just got to say I'm not a fan. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, uh, I don't want to get into that. I, I haven't decided. All right. <laughs> Well, <laughs> he's another Mr. T. You're a Mr. T. And yeah. He's a Mr. T. So well, what uh, what people don't know is that the same day I predicted that Wesley Snipes would become president. <laughs> oh, and that didn't quite come true. Yet. Yeah, yet. Right. Yet. Is America ready for a uh, Blade president? <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think it's the only thing that can help. Right. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> now, he didn't pay his taxes for a few years, but he's pretty handy with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. I, um, I, uh, I predicted that, uh, that Bill Cosby would be a creep, but I predicted a whole different type of creep. In what way? Yeah. I predicted that he would give people Valentine's cards that said, I want to lick your skeleton. <laughs> oh! You were so close. And that's yeah. still, still creepy, but not as creepy as what he actually no, did. No, not nearly, yeah. Like, I feel like, yeah. yeah, he still could, you know, have a sitcom if he had done that. I mean, if people saw him licking skeletons, that would be bad. Yeah. But just Valentine's cards, that's okay. Now, it's interesting because he's, from what I understand, Bill Cosby is... is <laughs> basically, like, legally blind. So imagine him in a room... I predicted that. You you predicted that? That his eyes would fail? Imagine him (laughs) in a room with a skeleton, but trying to, like, poke around and find out where it is so he can lick it. (laughs) Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, that'd be really fun. Yeah, that should be a show. Yeah. Um, Do you have any insight, like, since you can predict the news, um, do you have any insight into who will have a sex tape next? Ooh. Yeah, um, I think Anne Hathaway has one coming out with like four raccoons. <laughs> Bestiality for that? Hathaway. No, she. Sorry, I'm sorry. She directed it. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. So yeah, it's, it's not bestiality. The... It's just raccoons. So the rodents are going just at them it themselves. Yeah. Interesting. Excellent. I yeah. can see that on the front. Just a raccoon sex tape. <laughs> well, is that what you're looking for? Well, I'm not against it. <laughs> can I ask you? Can I ask you a question as well about, about the news, if it's not too much? Well, is it going to be too much? Well, here, here's the question. Okay. Will bananas go extinct in the next year? Because they, that is a danger in the news. Do, do you guys know about that? <laughs> yeah, because sometimes when you open bananas, it's full of spiders, right? Yeah, and I go, if I see that, I go, yikes! So yeah, they're going to go extinct because the spiders uh, will hide them. <laughs> oh, those little shits. Speaking of spiders, have you been to yes, the spiders, spiders. Ex- uh, exhibit at the Royal Ontario Museum? <laughs> uh, I don't like the little creepy crawlies. Do you guys? <laughs> oh, okay, sp- yeah. Someone's well, into split it. Split crowd. Yeah, what do you think about spiders, Pat? What do I think about spiders? Yeah. I think they're cool. I mean, I don't generally hang with them, but I think they're cool. <laughs> 
they've definitely got an alternative edge. Yeah. Agreed? Yeah, yeah, I'll agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in your so you think that spiders like the music of Moist? Uh, 90s alt rockers Moist? All right, forget it. <laughs> um, here's a cue. Will cardigans be in the news? Yes. Okay, yes. I had a feeling. I had a cardigans feeling. will be in the news. How so? When Trump gets impeached. Ooh, you heard it here first. He's going to become the new lead singer of the cardigans. Wow. Oh, imagine, imagine him singing Love Fool. Like, uh, <laughs> love me, love me. I can't do a Trump. You do it, James. Oh, Quickly, wow. do a Trump singing Love Fool. Love me, love me. <laughs> Say that, say that, say that you love me. Oh, that's good, that's good. Uh, we're just joking around here. Uh, uh, I'm gonna ask a guy in the crowd if he can do a Trump. Can you do a Trump, sir? I think, uh... Okay. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. good. Good job, sir. Very good. Uh, here's Sound a question. Sounded a bit like a Quebecois clown. But, but not bad. Will that man who did the Trump impression in the next 12 months, will he become a star? Yeah, this, uh, this Trump impression is going to get really huge on YouTube. Actually, oh, yeah. Look out, Alec wow. Baldwin. He's going to end up owning YouTube from this. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, oh, we were talking earlier about uh, uh, Don Cherry. Um, the guy's up there in years. Will this be the year that we lose him and he passes away forever? No, this will be the year when Don Cherry starts to get younger. Wow! Shit, Benjamin yeah. Button. Yeah, he went all the way to the top and now he's gonna go back down. <laughs> wow. he, is, he is like an F. Scott Fitzgerald character, Don Cherry. How so? Yeah. Well, he wears those nice fancy suits and he likes the finer things in life. Just like Gatsby. And uh, he used to live in America. He lived in Boston for a time just like Gatsby. Yeah. Oh, very. That very sounds like good. something. Yeah. Mike, should I ask uh, people from the crowd if they have any questions about the the news that the, the absolutely? Do you like guys have hear? any questions you want to ask yeah. about uh, new, news predicting? Anyone have any yeah, questions? Any topics? Oh, here you go, sir. Please, uh, here, go ahead and ask. Who's going to be the next prime minister of Canada? Ooh. Marilyn Dennis. <laughs> wow! Ask and answer. It would be nice to have a prime minister who could tell us how to spruce up our bathroom or how to make quick and healthy meals. How to brighten up your deck. Yes, I agree. Uh, you, sir, you had a question about news prediction. Will Toronto City Council be cut from 44 councillors to 25? Ooh, an exciting Nerd. question. It's going to be cut down to three councillors. Whoa. Unfortunately. One, uh, one like, really tall councillor, and then two short ones. Interesting. I like yeah. that. I like that. Anyone else with any questions about predicting the news for 2018? You sir, are you, are you curious about the future or not? Uh, yeah. You, sir, you look like you have a question about, uh, about a topic for the news. Why don't you, uh, he really ahead. doesn't. What's going to be the next sexual scandal? I love it. I love it. Next. As sexual. soon as James hears the word sex, his ears it up. <laughs> yeah. You guys ready? Yeah. You guys ready for the next sexual scandal? Oh, I'm chomping at the bit. Give me two words. Yeah. Wallace Shawn. Oh, shit. No! <laughs> Wait. The little bald guy from The Princess Bride? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't... Oh. yeah. 
He's cloned himself. And there's a tape of the two of them. Oh, no. Wow. That's exactly what I that? You know, I You know, I do get that in a way. Like, in a way, wouldn't you love to... If I'm just going to say, like, if you were going to see a, you know, a boner and and do stuff to a boner. It would be neat to see what would happen if you did it to your own boner. Am I alone here? It would be. I want to know what it'd be like to make love to me. I do. James, you've just added yourself as a total freak with a capital F to our crowd. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. So Wallace Shawn getting it on with yeah, 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 Wallace yeah. Shawn. Now, is yeah. It, you know what I think of this idea? I think it's despicable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, Daffy Duck, right? Daffy Duck. How many people in the crowd have seen the movie Multiplicity with Michael Keaton and Andy McDowell? Yep. Can we get an, an, some applause here? How many people wanted to see those clones all fuck each other? <laughs> Boo! Oh, oh, oh. But here's the thing. In that movie, the clones are stupider than the original. So is Wallace Shawn's clone going to be a bit... Oh, and he's taking advantage. <laughs> Mike, let's not get super He's not dark. book smart, but he's dick smart, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I got that. Is it true what they say? that Because Wallace Shawn is a little kind of short guy. Is it true what they say about the enormous penis? <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. It's, Interesting. Um, it's is a real a uh, anaconda, if you know what I mean. I'm going to ask the folks in the crowd, is that a thing if you're short, you have a little willy, and if you're tall, you have a long willy? Someone answer. No. Is that a thing? Anyone? Apparently Dinklage, he needs a wagon when the cameras aren't on to carry that thing around. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And, and also... Uh, Who's a tall basketball player? Oh, uh, Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. Raptors! Very small. Um, he is a small wiener? That's what I heard on the uh, Reddit. Um, now, I have a fun question that James probably won't like, but uh, oh, tonight we're doing the world premiere of his girlfriend Nadia's song. Yes! She's Russian. Uh, they have a child together that James is not a good dad to. And uh, will Nadia's song be a hit? Oh, this will be fun to predict. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, uh, yeah, I am uh, not seeing anything. <laughs> what? Ooh, ominous. Are you I'm just me? not seeing anything at all. I don't know. Well, I, I am know. now calling into question your entire brain. Because if you heard this track, which the crowd is going to later, it would be a very obvious... Yeah! <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you serious know, right now? Know. I'm not saying it's going to fail. I just can't see anything at all. To me, this sounds ominous. I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) Well, maybe you're having a weird... Is it? Do you ever get... Like, maybe you're having a weird stroke kind of thing, or you're just not... Are you having a stroke? No, I always predict everything. All right. Well, uh, this. This guy predicted that Trump won, so you can't argue with that. Well, so did the creator of Dilbert, Scott Adams. (laughs) Very Adams heads in the crowd? He's very muscular. He makes me feel inadequate. Yes, he's very Dilbert? masculine. Yeah, the guy who created Dilbert, mm. Dogbert, and the boss. He, uh, he's he got a rock and bod for a guy in his 70s. Let's face it, he's hot. Yeah. Scott Adams is hot. Imagine if, imagine if Scott Adams, creator of Dilbert, cloned himself and then effed himself. I, he, you could imagine him doing himself up the butt. Yeah, good. Can you guys imagine that for us? What? 
if, if Scott Adams ever made another cartoon, what could you imagine the characters being? Because he's covered the office life. He has, he's like squeezed office life dry. He yeah. truly has. Probably gym life. Gym life! Oh, shit. He's fit. He knows about it. That'd be amazing. It's, it is gym life. I predicted it. It's gym life. Oh, that's a true wow. thing. Yeah. Wow. Very, It'd be interesting to hear interesting. Uh, someone who is uh, dumb opine about gym culture. Yeah, because usually they're very smart guys talking about gym culture. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's, that's the ticket. It seems like we really lost the crowd when I talked about Scott Adams doing himself up his own butt. <laughs> So weird. If Rogan had done that... Uh, yeah, oh, this you guys would be giving me a standing O! What the hell's going on? Toronto, hello. Yeah. Typical Justin's Canada. <laughs> um, well, Pat, like any, any other predictions you've got going on that you're... Do you have a biggie, a big juicy one that can... biggies? Well, uh, they announced today that they're... Um, that they're going to split the Conservative Party, right? Uh, Maxine yeah, Bernier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maxine yes. Bernier, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, they're going to split it into 16 different parties. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what yeah. are the parties? Yeah. There's, uh, there's all of them, uh, like 10 of them have the word racist in them. <laughs> Interesting. It's like the racist conservatives, the super racist conservatives. Right. The like tall racist conservatives. <laughs> Is there one party the racy that's... racists? <laughs> a racy racist. Yeah, do that's a saucy the one. I vote for them. They're fun. Right. Is there? Is there? <laughs> Here's just a question out of the blue. Is one of these parties splitting off from the conservative party just going to be called the N word? <laughs> it's called Let's Do the N word. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> wow. Well, fascinating. Very fascinating. <laughs> Um, Pat, thank you so much. Let's hear for Pat Let's hear for news predictor, Pat Thanks Thanks so much. Much. Pat, okay. you can stay right okay. there. And All our guests can stay. It's like being on Johnny Carson's show. Yeah, you can smoke if you want. I yeah. think we can confirm that. You can smoke yeah. if you want, and you can chime in when our next guest comes in if Excellent. you like, too. So we've reached that certain time of the show where it's necessary to bring out our second guest on the podcast. Our next guest is a very famous... Uh, how would you describe her? A, she's a slam poet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's exactly how i describe her. Well, well, there we go. Slam poet. Please welcome our next guest to the stage... Slam poet Hannon Eunice. Thanks, Hannon. Oh, welcome. Now, listeners to the podcast, yep, grab that mic. Grab the mic wow, and speak thank into you, it. Thank speak. you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks for allowing now, me to be here, folks. Oh, thank you for being here. And people in the crowd can see this, listeners to the pod cannot. But you have a cool hat on. Thank you. It's a, yeah. it's a, what kind of hat is, what's that called, a pork pie hat? Also known as a pork pie, uh, but also a fedora. Fedora. It, it reminds me of uh, famous crime fighter Dick Tracy. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I love Dick Tracy. Remember that? Yeah. yeah, and you wore a trench coat? Wore a trench coat, and he had, he had a friend called uh, Squish Face. Remember that guy? <laughs> More than I know. I, <laughs> sorry, folks. I think there was a guy called Squarehead. Square head. Or something like That's that. That's a term you can't use these days. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Imagine if they released that Dick Tracy movie these days. Oh, wouldn't get away with much. it. The People are too alone. woke. But yep. he'd have an Apple Watch. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You think a Dick Fitbit? Tracy would have an Apple Watch? Well, if they released it now, he'd have an Apple Watch, yeah. What did his watch do? Did it tell him what crime was happening? It, like, ch- told him his steps. Oh. Stupid. <laughs> Just the pedometer the whole time? <laughs> I believe it. So, Hannon, yeah. um, you wear a fedora. I do. So people yeah. know that I do slam. Yeah. That's, is that a thing? Yeah. Poet slammers gotta wear a fedora. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you don't have to, but I'm saying if you are wearing one, for sure that guy does poems. Right. Well, here's a question. Do different, do different types of poets wear different types of hats? Because I, I simply can't um, imagine William Shakespeare wearing a fedora. Oh. Mike... Billy, Billy wears a fedora, man. Yeah, sure. His fedora was different. It was more like the Robin Hood one, where it was just on one side with a feather. Yeah. The original fedora. If he was alive today, he'd have a fedora tilted slightly. For sure. Oh, yeah. Do you think, uh, because the fedora is also, when men wear them, it's associated with um, uh, pickup artistry. Do you think (laughs) William... And baldness. And baldness. Do you think Shakespeare would be, A, a pickup artist, and... Be a baldy. Oh, wow. For sure. Actually, I never thought of it, but for sure that guy's a pickup artist, right? Did you know that these pickup... Do you guys know know about these pickup artists? And they all have weird names they give themselves. That's true. Did you know that? There's a thing, right? There's a thing. Are you a pickup artist? You... Because there's a thing. They all give themselves weird names, like Mystique. And I'm not even freaking kidding. Look it up. It's crazy. How did you find this out? Oh, just research. So what did, did Mystique try to pick you up, James? Let's just say it was more of a protege uh, master situation. <laughs> James is Mystique. <laughs> All right, the bag, the cat's out of the bag. I'm the legendary pickup artist, Mystique. And for listeners, you can't see that Hannon's wearing a fedora. You also can't see that James is wearing a The Game shirt. Yes. <laughs> the best-selling pickup artist uh, manual. You know what? I'm going to show you. Uh, being a pickup artist is really easy. It works very, very easily. Uh, yeah. I can, I'll try it with someone in the crowd here. Oh, dear. Here, watch this. Watch this. You guys ready for this? Want to see me pick somebody up? Yeah. Want to see how easy it is? Do you guys want to see? Yeah. 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 yeah? Okay. Here we go. Hey, hey, what's your name? Louis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Louis, Louis, like Louis the 14th? Yeah. Yeah, France, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, France is in Europe? Yeah. And Europe's in the world? Yeah. And the world is in the solar system? Yeah. And solar system's in the universe? Yeah. Can I get your number? No. <laughs> In the real world, he would have said, yeah. He was nervous. He was nervous. He was nervous. He's, on, he's, like, he's being filmed, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. he's not being filmed, well, but he's being recorded. Recorded. So <laughs> petty. So, so Helen, we've talked about William Shakespeare. We've talked about Dick Tracy, but we haven't talked about wow. your journey through the world of slam poetry. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, currently, I'm now the artistic director of Toronto Slam Poetry. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that oh, was a excellent. thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's excellent. really... Thank you. Thank you. So, um... I put on slam competitions and then I judge them and I rate them based on uh, how emotional or, you know, vulnerable they become. Is it like sort of like a show like like Canada's Got Slam or something like, like that? Just like that, actually. Yeah. yeah, there's three of us and we all have our, you know, our Simons, our Paula Abduls, our third person. <laughs> Isn't Howie Mandel a judge on one of those shows? Another Canuck? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is. He is one of, he's not our judge for the poet the slam but he could be you're more than welcome Howie if you are listening and can I ask slam poetry how is that different than just regular poetry like what what's it all about the cadence oh 
okay. The cadence. The cadence. There's a way to, 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 to express these poems, and you know the difference between, um, you know, a, a James Joyce. Joyce? James, <laughs> James Joyce. Joyce, he was not a slam poet. He wasn't a slam poet. <laughs> No, he's um, Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Which Ireland has also recently dealt with a terrible Catholic Church sex scandal. Mike, you know, downer. Come on, don't be such Sorry, a Sorry, I just can't, my mind goes there. No, yeah. but you know, with po- like poetry, that's the kind of stuff you got to talk about, right? You got to yeah. bring up these issues about James Joyce and, you know, the Irish. So. <laughs> Do you have any slam poems about James Joyce or I- the Irish? I don't, unfortunately. Are you Irish? They're... I'm half. I knew it. Cats out of the bag. Um, I did. I, I wrote a little a little thing for um. Oh, you have for a... you guys. Wow, I'm sorry. Normally cool. I do have these memorized, but uh, for today. Uh... You wrote a custom made slam poem for us. Yeah. For this, this is amazing. Podcast. Let's hear. Let's hear for Hannah and Eunice. This is exciting. Okay. <clears throat> God bless this pod mess. God bless this pod mess. God bless this pod mess. Free from all the press. Pod mess ain't trying to impress, but express. Weak and helpless, look how they dress. Like Dora the Explorer, I'm looking so sick in my fedora. I implore you to be like Mike and James, friends with your enemy. God bless this pod mess. Oh my god. It's beautiful what you guys do, right? Landlords and tenants were yeah. we hate each other, right? Yeah, you guys we're are doing a show and you yeah. I mean traditionally, the like the way that history works is that if you oppress people for too long, they eventually rise up and slaughter their oppressors, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it happened in France, Russia, China. And, you know, it could happen in Toronto unless James is nice to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's how I look at it, folks. I don't give a damn what's going on in the building I own. You know what? There could be lots of weird stuff going in there. But every week I go into Mike's weird apartment and I record this dumb podcast. And that's me giving back to the tenants. That's right. Right? That's right. I believe it. That's great. I I like what you do, man. Now, I want to... um, Seize on a line in your beautiful slam poem where you said that we don't get no we don't get any press something about that we are ignored by the press. Yeah, yeah, you don't have sponsors like corporations well, and shit. Don't. Not only do we not have sponsors, but no one has ever written about us. Wow. <laughs> in over that's a year awesome. and a half of doing a podcast, it's, which is so it's it's funny that you mentioned that. It's good. Yeah, no, it's awesome. it's great. You guys are like low key and underground. It's what everybody wants. We don't want cool. any reviews. They don't want it. Mike uh, taking the game to heart and negging himself. <laughs> Spoken like a true P-U-A. <laughs> now, Mike, we were so excited that Hannon is on the pod. I didn't sleep last night. Oh, All right, you yeah. mentioned that. You're a freak. <laughs> but we came up with the beginnings of some slam poems of our own. Oh, oh my word, really? This is going to be very embarrassing. No, it won't be, man. And, and Pat, Pat's still here. Pat, yeah. you're a predictor. How do you predict these? our, our slam poems I predicted it would be go? embarrassing, yeah. Really? Oh, my... <laughs> Look, I won't judge you. This isn't a competition. All right, so I guess I'll do my... Do you guys want to hear my slam poem? Probably not. Now, it's not complete. Sorry, teacher, I didn't complete my task. Oh, no. I just knocked the mic stand into a table. Every podcaster's nightmare. Oh. Were you injured when that fell? Traumatized. Traumatized, well... Better than injured. Did you um, say diamond and diamond? 
Yeah, call Diamond and Diamond. I like that. Litigious <laughs> society. That's the way we're going to get Are you a lawyer? No? All right. You're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken very well. Okay. I don't care for lawyers myself. Uh, so this is embarrassing. I didn't complete my poem, so please forgive me, but maybe you can help me fill it in a little bit. It's based on my life. Uh, here it goes. Slam poem. City life. Got no wife, but got a freezer full of eggs. <laughs> and that's where I stopped. I hit a... Oh, Shitty. That, that was good. That was I hit good. a wall and I got writer's block. Sorry, did you yeah. say you have a freezer filled of well, e- oh, eggs? So, yes, eggs. Yes, yes, so yes, my ex who president. passed away from a, uh, a uh, simulated VR skydiving right. simulation, uh, she left a uh, bag full of her ovaries in my freezer. Yo, man, you said a lot in that yes. short speech. It said a lot about you and I'm, I'm really impressed by it. I was really gross when I thought it was your chicken eggs in your freezer. Oh no, what kind of fool freezes chicken eggs? I know. It's disgusting. But you know, yeah. this is way more um, yeah. dark, and uh, yeah. that's what poem's all about, man. It's that, that kind of. Getting dark. Yeah. I, I had an aunt who was not, uh, I realized recently she was not the fun aunt because my parents let me eat popsicles as a child, and when my aunt and my cousins visit, visited us, she wouldn't let them eat popsicles, and she made them frozen uh, milk pops. <laughs> Just milk in an ice cube tray with a toothpick. But, but, <laughs> now, Mike, was this on the Irish side or the Slovak oh, side? She was French-Canadian. <laughs> there you go. Well, Yo, you should do a poem about those frozen milk pops, though. Oh, That's sad. Imagine if that poem was then in French. Oh, late. <laughs> Just betray... Lay? Lay glacé? Pops au lait? Pops au lait. Now, Hannah and I have a, 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 a slam poem, too. Impress me. Now, listeners to the pod will know, I'm buddies with Ben Mulroney. We party, we go to clubs, we go to Raptors games. Name drop alert. Oh, whatever. He's one of my best friends, but I haven't been seeing him as much lately, so this is kind of my feelings about that. Does that sound cool? Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. That sounds cool. Okay, yeah. here we go. Was supposed to see my boy, Ben Mulroney, and go to Wasega Beach. Pretty boy stood me up. Second time this week. Now I'm wondering, does he think I'm a geek? Thank you. Um, I'm teacher, feeling teacher. insecure about my relationship with Ben Walroni. Uh, I have an answer to your question. Yes, he does. Oh, <laughs> shut up, Mike. <laughs> That's heartbreaking, man. He stood you up twice? He stood me up twice this week. He said, oh, oh, I've got an e-talk segment to do. I'm like, fuck you, man. I know you're on vacation. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yo, man, that's sad. That's almost sadder than... The eggs. <laughs> it's almost sadder than the oh. eggs. And which poem would you say is sadder? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I, I think James is, is sadder. It is, it but, is. It is yeah. really sad. This is... I guess yours is weird. You know, um, for your poem, I was thinking... Uh, to rhyme with eggs, do you have any like really sad things about your legs? <laughs> Mike um, has very soft bones. Yeah, I got like I knew uh, that city life. Got no wife. Got a freezer full of eggs. Oh, another thing that uh, you should know about me is I have soft uh, bones in my legs. <laughs> Does that work? And that would have been sadder. That's the Yo, sadder you one. Now, yeah. You tag that line in and you win. 
All right. And could you see Mike performing that somewhere and just sort oh, of... Oh, for sure. All over the city. You can come to any of our slam competitions. We do them at the Drake Underground. Um, oh, yeah, I love that venue. Yeah, it's really awesome. It's yeah. really cool. It's really down to earth, and that's yeah. why I like it. Everyone who goes there is really humble. It's I want cheap. S- I once saw accessible. I once saw the real estate mogul Brad Lamb walk into oh. the Drake. I partied with that guy. Wait, you've partied with Brad J. Lamb? Hell yeah. The condo king? The 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 Lammy man. Yeah, that's what I call him. Did you grab a condo off him? I bought a condo off what? him. We hung out. Yeah, we were on that's the nuts. route the top of the CN Tower. <laughs> Amazing. Well, There's a club up there. Does he, how many times a day does he shave his head? <laughs> Nine times a day. Wow. He has such high testosterone. Wow. Yeah, excellent. Believe it or not. Must have a tender head. <laughs> I love the way you think. Did you touch his head? Did you get to touch his shorn head? Or? I rubbed his head. Rubbed his head? Yeah. Let's hear it for James uh, rubbing Brad Lamb's head. I have the beginnings of one more slam poem, Please. but it's, it's about my political beliefs and... Oh, crap. <laughs> the common's the common theme. And, but it's just the beginning. Ready? And you guys can think... Help me if you can think of an end. Here you go. Ready? Cernovich. <laughs> Molyneux. Ben Shapiro. This little trio are my heroes. <laughs> Boo. Sorry. Oh, sh- uh, you know what? No, Rejection letter so about your feelings. You know, sometimes we need an, an alternate perspective at these things, you know? It can't... It's nice to have <laughs> someone who's not afraid to say those things. You don't yeah. have to say that. You don't have to say that to James. I, you know. I know I don't have to. I had a, um, the beginning of a slam poem. Ooh, Yo, you yeah. do? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow, this is unexpected. It's, I didn't know yeah. this slam community was so here, big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wallace Shawn. <laughs> Kissing Wallace Shawn. How can something that feels so good look so damn wrong? Woo! <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that it? <laughs> wow, you guys... <laughs> that was that wonderful. Was really... Very good, Pam. I think it's okay. better than the... Uh, James texted me last night. He was sweating over his poems, and I love that you just <laughs> made up that one that blew James's poem out of the water off the top of your head. I feel like I'm on whose line is it anyway? <laughs> With all these wonderful improvs. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it blew it out of the water, Mike. <laughs> I think I did pretty well, With right? The Shapiro one? Yeah, the conservative Twitter account was, <laughs> yeah. did very well. That know. guy laughed. You laughed, didn't you? Know. When I said Cernovich, you laughed, didn't you? You liked it. <laughs> you liked it. Yeah, what's your first name, sir? Sashi. Sashi oh, liked it. Sashi liked Sashi it. Sashi liked it. Well, if Sashi likes it, I don't like him. <laughs> oh, Michael. Just joking. You seem like a wonderful man. Oh. Thank you for coming. Well, um, Mike, uh, now... This is annoying to me, but but uh, before we bring on our next guest, you had a segment you wanted to do. Yeah, so um, I'm. Uh, do you guys know about baseball? The game of baseball. Of course they do, Michael. So in baseball, because in the seventh inning, they take a little pause, the seventh inning stretch, uh, to get every, give everyone a chance to stretch their bones and sort of take a breather. And I thought it'd be fun uh, at, at this point in the show if we did a sort of seventh inning stretch. And what's the thing everyone knows that they do during the seventh inning stretch? They sing. Take it. 
Take me to the ball game. fucking got it. And Take so James, ball, James, ball game. James and I are going to sing a special version of Take Me Out to the Ball Game uh, about Don't what, want to sing this. About what we do, and you're all welcome to sing along if you can uh, guess the lyrics. <laughs> uh, so here we go. Seventh inning stretch. And Maestro, please. I'm not singing. Sing it with me, James. This is going to be wonderful. me out to the podcast take me out to the pod everyone buy me some earbuds and leave me be joe rogan mark Marin, and the daily and it's download pods from the wi-fi be sure to rate and review for it's James one, two, a three, four, five, six at the old podcast. James, what the hell? I'm not gonna sing that. That is so lame. It had so much heart. I don't think it. the audience thought it was lame. Yes, Everyone here did. loved it. No. That's a great jam, man. That was good. You did not think that was a great jam, I thought that was jam, amazing. There's Hannon. a really great Ken Burns episode about that song, and he just did a really good rendition of it. I, I think that there it. should be a documentary series about my rewriting of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Talk to Ken Burns, man. Yeah. Yep. Well, good. get this, guys. I know that this po- live podcast taping suddenly just got a bit lame, but our next guest is going to turn that in a 180. Oh, God. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm afraid to bring our next guest out. I'm not, because I'm the wild one. Here's the thing. Our next guest is a little thing I like to call a stand-up comedian from hell. This guy is like Sam Kinison. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Meets... Uh, Taz. The, uh, yeah, a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> and they did it, and they had a baby. And, and then this baby's and like... Then a young Dane Cook is like also there. He's there, too. He's there, too. He's there, too, and they're all raging. And they're raging. This guy is a wild stand-up. He's a freak. He's a crazy man. Unpredictable. Unpredictable. I've seen him at stand-up shows just rip apart the whole crowd. You know, it's like an explosion went off. This is going to be wild. He this did like a, the, you know, the story about Jim Morrison pissing on the crowd? That's what he did, too. He did it, too. He did it, too. Yeah. So I'm really excited to bring this guy on, just to bring a bit of edge, a bit of wildness to the show. This is going to be good. I'm really excited to bring up our third guest of the night. This is really cool. Let's hear it for Todd Graham. <laughs> All right. If you even need a seat, grab a seat, buddy. Sorry. Probably uh, crowded stage. Yeah, there you. There's the mic. Yeah, that's it. You're probably uh, so hopping around. You don't even need a seat because you're probably so amped. <laughs> yeah, there you I, go. That's the mic. That's I'm the afraid mic. for this interview to start. <laughs> I am too. Todd want, Graham, I, got the mic there. You want me to? Should I sit down with everybody? Yeah, sit down yeah. if you want, or if, unless you're raging, just stand up. But well, don't, don't break wanna... the chair. Don't ruin it. I don't want to. I don't want to catch anyone else on fire. <laughs> See? See? Now, that's Todd. Good. That's pretty good. 
Um, I saw you just friggin' slay, which is a stand-up term for term for make a bunch of laughs. Well, you know, uh, no, you're right. <laughs> okay, and and how are you doing, man? What's up? How's it going, Todd Graham? Well, it's fine. You know, <laughs> things are things are are uh, pretty good. Yeah, been... Okay. Now, Todd, it's not. Sorry to cut you off. Oh no, that's fine. You know, you guys. Uh, I have a, a little birdie, a comedy birdie, told me that you're getting ready to record a live stand-up comedy album. Oh. Yeah. Have the right police been notified? Well, I think we're just gonna we're just gonna have regular security. Subversive. Are you going to have a a loaded gun in your pants or something, you know, if anyone gets too wild? It's more of a... It's really just more of a money issue. (laughs) What do you mean? The the regular security. Oh, you're paying for it, so you don't want... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't want any riot police. Do you remember the G20 riots? Do you remember when the police kettled protesters in front of Steve's music? And the police strangely left a police squad car abandoned that then got trashed. I I have no recollection of that. So you won't be talking about that during your stand-up comedy recording? I predicted some of that, by the way. You predicted that? The Steve music stuff. Wow. Now... I tried to go to Steve's Music on that day to buy a new pack of guitar strings. I had no idea what was going on, and I I got kettled and I got pepper sprayed. By the cops? By the cops. Wow. So can I ask what kettling means? It's a policing technique where everyone is forced into a small space. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's also also how they make uh, a lot of chips. (laughs) Oh, now you guys are seeing it. Now you guys seeing it, man. This guy's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Just made that, I made that up. Oh, shit. That that's, Dude. That's, I have a, I do have a question. This, this feels like kind of like improv a little bit. No. Because comedians really hate improv. It's not. So what happens if you're at home and you look at the TV and maybe the kids have, are watching a little show called Whose Line Is It Anyway? How do you react? Do you throw a stone at the TV? Oh, I, I'm rarely in the same room with them. Wow. Sick. So, like, you're a stand-up, you're on the friggin' road, you're a road dog, you're telling truths. Where's your friggin' inspiration, man? Like, where'd you get your inspiration from? Your motivation? Yeah, it's just... Uh, it just comes from life. Yeah. Just the from dirtiest joke of all. Yeah. Life. Oh. It is! Yeah. It just, is. Just from everyday, everyday experience. Do you... I'll, uh, I'll wring the, the humor out of it. So you just see a situation, and you're like, I'm going to find the humor in it. Because it sounds so yeah. messed up, the way your process works. Oh, uh, you got to... Gotta boil it down. It's, it's very similar to the, the slamming process, actually. Um, instead of finding the humor, I find the sadness. 
So it's like we were similar in that way. I never made that connection between poets and and comedians before, and it's kind of nice to discover that here. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, no, I think that stand-up comedians are the actual poets of our time. I do. Imagine, uh, imagine if you had to choose between going to see, you know, Joe Rogan or the the late Irish poet Seamus Heaney. <laughs> I know who I would choose, Joe Rogan. <laughs> so if, if you if you saw a situation, do you think you could just make up a a, a rip on it, like a joke on it? You know what I mean? Like if I presented you with a scenario, do you think you could just come up with a joke? Oh sure, sure. <laughs> All right, all right. Challenge Let's accepted. Do this. Let's do this, I'm, Mike. Help uh, me, help me come up with a like a thing to make to make Todd just rip on. So like a piece of uh, like a raw life experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Maybe know, you know, the raw, the better. All right. So there's a couple uh, having sex on the road. Oh, like in the famous Beatles song, and um, then they get run over by a truck. Yes. Oh, oh. Todd, let us have it. <laughs> Who's having sex? Just a couple, like a, a couple. man and you know, yeah. and a woman. I oh, they're. Am I with them? You're observing with a pair of binoculars, sort of uh, across the street. Uh, not is... to say that you're a voyeur and that you uh, like to watch people, you know, be intimate. Unless you actually do, uh, do you like that? <laughs> well, I. I... I'm still, I'm still thinking about the riot police. So, right. How about that? How about a joke about riot police yes. pepper spraying innocent protesters who just want democracy? <laughs> yeah, give a take on that. You guys haven't seen him unleash yet. Yeah, yeah. And I hope there are no fucking cops in the crowd tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, I got it. <laughs> oh, I can smell it. It's already going to be good. Uh, what if the hey? What if the people in the on the road were are are the riot police? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they get yes. run over. Yeah, and they're yes, and they've been and they are clones of themselves. Right. Reluctantly, because not all. I think you were saying the clones. Don't aren't all on board. Multiplicity, multiplicity. Yeah, right? Michael Keaton, Andy McDowell. There's, there's a lot of laws that are going to be rewritten. <laughs> I think that the image, the, the idea of clone two, sex two riot police clones doing it and then paying uh, for their sins by getting run over by a truck is poetic justice. Well, it's a uh, po- poetry. Yeah. <laughs> all goes back to me. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the ultimate price. <laughs> Pat, Todd, oh, sorry. You, you're recording a stand-up comedy album. What is it? Do you, does it have a name, the, the album? I, well, so far, it's a, uh, it's a tentative, tentative title. Uh, Bustin' Loose. Bustin' Loose. <laughs> oh, and you can see it live and in living color right now. Yeah. Yeah. Bustin' Loose. Bustin' Loose. Bustin' like with an, ap- like, uh, bustin with an apostrophe and no G. Yeah, no G. Holy I'd, shit. I'd go two G's. Two G's? Yeah, just double G, like a silent G. Busting. Well, both of them are silent, I guess. Pat, do two you have G's. do you, do you have any? Well, you, you know, you're a news predictor. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're talking about. You're no, you're the real deal. Do yeah, you have any, do you have any cues for for 
TG, Todd Graham, do you have any cues for him? Questions? Well, I mean, like, uh, I could give you some uh, news that's coming up that you could write jokes about. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love to talk about the news. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a, a news hound like me? I love all the satirical comedians. Trevor uh, Noah, um, Critch, as we've talked about already. Is uh, he here? No. Okay. Is Mark Critch here tonight? Mark Critch? Critchy? No. Okay. I enjoy the news when it's not so fresh. Oh, you like, like old news? Older news, yeah. Really? Like, when are yeah. we talking? Nice. Pardon me? When are we talking? What, what era of news? <laughs> well, what, what, what time is it now? It's about 10.50 p.m. So we're at, uh, this is the actual time? Yes. Yeah. Oh, anything probably from, uh, like, earlier in the day. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you like talking about morning news at night. The young news. Yeah, I think... I love morning news. It's refreshing. Do you ever uh-huh. talk about night news the next morning? <laughs> I have, I have I yeah. not thought of that. That is a great idea. Yeah. I'm gonna... Because you do most of your comedy at night, but if you did it in the morning, you could talk about the news from the night. I like it. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> Tom, what's the, what's the wildest I thing you've ever a... seen on the road? Yeah, what's the fucking wildest thing you've ever seen, man? Oh, oh you guys gotta just... You name it. Because stand-up comedians, right? The, the lifestyle is so insane. You have to know how to like, make a roast beef in a coffee maker. You need to know how to like, uh, negotiate with drug dealers. I love the idea of a stand-up on the road. You're in friggin' London, Ontario for a night, and you're having a one-night stand with a waitress, right, Todd? And, you know, you're having fun. You're drinking. You're wasted. What's up? Like, what's your friggin' wild story, dude? Well, I usually... Usually, my wife comes with me. Uh, and, uh, Todd, right. in a way, that's even... Uh, dirtier than a one-night stand. I'm just... I, is it? Is it? Well, you know, we have... Uh, we've... We've both had our times, you know. Okay. We've, All right. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. What do you mean you've had your time? What does that mean? <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, uh, um, sexually. What do you sexually. mean? You've you've had you've gotten out there and done done it a lot. Well, like, you know, before we met. Before you met your wife, you made love. Yeah. <laughs> and how was it? was pretty good. <laughs> and, you know, were there any wild situations where you made love? <laughs> well, maybe in... Uh, maybe in college. <laughs> okay, what happened? Reminds me of Animal House! Oh. All this talk of college sex. <laughs> I predicted this was going to get pretty hot, and it did. <laughs> well, we, uh, I had a... Uh, I had a futon. Oh, dude, say no more. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I don't. I don't think I have to. You were in college at a futon. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Damn, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh yeah. Sorry, this is a question for Pat. You mentioned two Gs. This is completely off topic. Mm-hmm. No, please, please. Yeah, That's yeah. all right. Um, I've noticed the words G G G on people's profiles. Does anyone know what that means? Triple this G? is for me personally. Does oh, anyone yeah. in the crowd know what GGG means? Like on people, wait, good giving lover Dan Savage. Oh. Is that what that means? Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. No, I I think <laughs> I'm good. I think Tom, I, what uh, do you think it means? Anybody know what GGG means? Wait, James, James, 
Clearly, Shut it's up. not my time to shine. <laughs> oh, sorry, Todd. <laughs> what does it mean? I'm Todd? a little PO'd at him sometimes. You know? He always means oh, yeah. He drives a BMW. Yeah. Yeah. You talking Don't about you? me? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen you. BMW. I've seen you. <laughs> what do you mean you've seen me? I've seen you on the road with your car. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you watch me drive my car? Sometimes. <laughs> I think, listen, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> what do you even mean? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, that you're the kind of guy who has a BMW, that's all. <laughs> but why are you watching me? <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> What's your job? I'm a a stand-up comedian. (laughs) Observing life is your job. Yeah, you have to watch, you have to observe, you have to come up with jokes about James driving his car. Yeah, couldn't be more clear, bud. You guys are are really helping me out. (laughs) They got you. Yeah. So you just watch me for your job? Yeah. (laughs) To find... uh, some jokes. <laughs> oh. How often do you watch me? Well, it depends on whether I'm on the road. <laughs> so when you're home in Toronto, yeah. how often are you watching me? In the morning. <laughs> morning news! <laughs> this all reminds me of the... and I'm, this is a, I'm, I'm going off course here, but it reminds me of the famous police song... Every breath you take. <laughs> I'll be watching you. Um. But James doesn't even know that I live across the road. Oh, <laughs> oh you live across the road. Yeah. <laughs> well, that explains it. I thought pretty well. <laughs> <sighs> what, what, what is the date of your album recording? I don't. I don't even. I don't want to talk about it because now expectations are so high right. that people are going to be uh, bound to be upset when they come. No, I, I promise I won't to the show. You don't want people upset. I don't want people to come. <laughs> the ultimate your own album taping. You don't want people to come. I would. I'd rather they weren't here. That's the ultimate punk rock move. Yeah, to make. Brian, oh, it is. Uh, let me tell you, me and me and punk rock go way back. <laughs> really? Yeah. Were you uh, in in part of the Toronto punk scene back in the back in the day? Oh no, no, I had my own thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what was that? Was that kind of a your own punk or what was? Well, it? what they call it now is uh, uh, adult oppositional defiance syndrome. <laughs> What what is that? Well, it's actually a disorder, but I say syndrome because I mean, fuck those guys. (laughs) Did you ever? (laughs) Did you ever see the Ramones? (laughs) Because those guys were just full of mental illness. Yeah. And they died like dominoes. (laughs) I was never a fan. Didn't like him. All right, you're shame. No. Heard it here first. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, Todd, thank you so much for being on the show today. Like, we, you know, check out Todd's album recording, and this guy is a true wild man. Well, that much is true. <laughs> let's hear it for Todd Graham. Okay. And let's hear it for all of our guests tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Pat Thornton, Hannah Eunice, Todd Graham. Thank you so much. You guys can get the heck out of here. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, you for being here. And just before we, uh, before we call it a night, um, I guess the whole night has sort of been building up to this great, wonderful climax. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. It really has, because... Um, and the C word, climax. I can't believe I'm saying that Michael, in front of all these people. it's not a bad word. This is very exciting, because before we end the show... It's time for us to premiere the new single from my lover, Nadia. Let's bring Nadia up to the, to the stage. Nadia, can we get her up here? There's Nadia in the crowd. Oh, boy. Get ready. All right, babe. Here What's she is. up, motherfucker? Yes. It's me, Nadia. She's Russian. Hello. Yes, they know this. Hey, Nadia, how are you doing? You look very nice tonight. Thank you. Nice is the look I was going for. So <laughs> I like to wear a lot of lace, uh, bare midriff, because for me, in my country, this is, you know, nice. You, know, yeah. nice. you look great, babe. Yeah. You look great. Thanks, I missed you. I missed you, too, babe. Yeah, I missed you, you, miss you, yeah, I miss you a lot. like a couple of teenagers. Can't keep... Oh. I don't care for that. They're making Nadia! Playing tonsil hockey for anyone listening at home. Is this sport where you come from, tonsil hockey? Tonsil hockey, it's a sort of a Canadian colloquialism. Uh, maybe you don't know it in Russia. Uh, it means French kissing. <laughs> French. Oh, open wound, it's Napoleon. Yes. He not get very far, he come with his small body, we say, ah, snow, bitch. Yeah. Same thing happened to Hitler, we're cool. <laughs> So, Nadia, are you ready to play our track? I think the only question is, is, is world ready? Ooh. Is so, world... Because track is so hot. Yeah. It's so uh, uh, fire yeah. that uh, everyone will go, oh, no, my skin is all charred. Oh. Well, before we hear it, can I ask you, you guys, how much money, just tell us the figure amount you spent on the track and what what you're hoping to achieve with it. Tell well, him, babe, what's Nadia worth? I don't kiss and tell. I'm not going to say how much I spent on this track, but let's just say it was a lot. Let's just say it was a worrying, tell a worrying was it I'm not Big man says price. I'm not going to say. Big man says Was it more, more than 250000 is this Let me ask you this. Is this body worth more than 250000 Yes. Yeah, I don't love that. crowd reaction to this question. But, uh, well, they've been like that all night. Here, but, okay, thank you. One woman in back understands sex appeal. The rest of you need to get your eyes checked. Did you spend $500,000 on this? Uh, let's just say a little more than that. Unbelievable. Wow, the well, stakes all, are all high. All I'm going to say is I spent enough that it's really stressing me out and I actually have been losing hair uh, when I've been showering. In the, but only the in all the right places. Yes, am I right, that's ladies? That's right. 
high we testosterone. We know we wish our men were a bit more bald. You know what? A baldness is a sign of high testosterone. So, it's good. My last good. boyfriend was it's... all the way bald. Well, I'm going to be there soon too, <laughs> baby. Soon um, you'll be like Putin. <laughs> he's very bald up here, but I, I heard a rumor that he's just a big bush of hair downstairs. He's true, but he's in colors of Russian flag. Wow. So it's okay. Wow. Yeah. It um, grows like that naturally. Right. <laughs> no, it, it's. I have spent. His a, penis goes oh. into shape of sickle only when he wants it to. Unbelievable. Yeah. Incredible. I miss him. Oh, anyway, let's. Him. All right. Uh, okay. Well, regardless, um, I have spent a lot of money on this single. And what's it called? What's it called before we play it? Enough build up. Tell it, him, baby. It's called the Kissing Olympics. <laughs> 2016. Yes. Yeah, baby. Austin Powers. So it's it's exciting. It's going to drop right now. This is huge. It's I've spent a lot of money on it, but I'm going to make Worth a lot it. of money on it back. This so, ass is platinum. This album is going to be platinum. 100% right. Are we ready right. to hear it? You guys ready to hear the new Nadia single that I paid for? Who's ready, party people? Get excited! Interesting. <laughs> James Hartnett Productions all the way. He's got that big boat. Ooh, ride the pony. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Party, party, horny, horny, give me diamonds, I want. with your bodies and your mouth and a big budget. <laughs> um, uh, so that happened. <laughs> oh. um, well, it happened. Interest- it will be happening. It's happening. It's a happening. Worldwide, it's happening. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting song. Uh, James, now, um, you spent uh, $500,000-ish on this track. Correct. All right. Interesting, interesting. Um, I have a few questions about the lyrics. Can I ask you guys? Uh, sure, there, there's sure. many layers to unpack. Sure, so it's uh, the party, party, horny, horny. We, it's a party track. There's no need to skip over that right. part. That's some of the deepest parts of the song. It's party, right. party. You have two parties back to yes. back. <laughs> How do these parties make you feel? Horny once, wrong. 
double horny. Two That's times. how they make you feel. All right. Party, all right. party, horny, horny. Don't gloss over the best parts. So you've established your horny, and then at one point you talk to your son, Pavel. You have a son. You say, Pavel, yes. open, uh, close your eyes, Pavel. Yeah, I don't yes. want him to see everything right. happening inside. Right. Party's gotten double horny. It's past his bedtime, you know right. what I mean? So we've established your horny, and you've told your son to close his eyes. But then a few moments later you say, show me your big penis. Yeah, Are you I'm... addressing your son? No. Oh, my God. My I think that's despicable. Yeah. You are sick. I, why would I ask my son to close his eyes before he shows me his big penis? First of all, my son is 10. His penis is not that big. It's not done growing yet. Very TMI. He's very small. He takes after Papa. But, you know, and then I say, so he, his eyes closed. He's in okay. other room, facing wall, eyes closed, ears full cotton. So who are you because addressing? I'm addressing James, obviously. Show He's addressing me, big... me, Mike. I'm just saying it's unclear, and it sounds to me like you're asking your son to... to Un, to unveil himself. I think you're reading between the lines and what you're reading is sick. <laughs> and was not right. written there except by your sick. Didn't you bring up Irish priests earlier? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yes, I, we, the, as a group, we all cursed the Roman Catholic Church tonight. Um, are you an Orthodox Russian? <laughs> yeah. Well, we all are, everyone in Russia, we're all right. Orthodox, just <laughs> regular. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Everyone saying, is casual orthodox. If I'm confused by the lyrics, I feel like the general public will be confused. And what? I've got to no, say, for the amount of money you spent and the work you put into it, uh, it's not a very good song, and you probably wow. shouldn't release it. Wow. Are you okay. Me? Are you gonna let him talk to me like this? What? Are you gonna let him talk to me like this? No, I know. Are you gonna uh, let these fucking small men who loves br- Irish boys? I don't know. Talk to me no, like I this. I don't no. love Irish boys. I, the I, church. No, he didn't even does. talk about the Babe. parts where I say I want. I like give me diamond. I want pony. Those lyrics took me three years to write. Okay, that's good stuff. Give me diamonds, but because I'm gonna spend them on a pony. Okay, that's complicated. That's a whole transaction. Babe. He's not even addressing that. You're gonna let him talk Babe, to me I'm like that. I'm not gonna let him talk to you like that. I'm gonna tell him to shut up. <laughs> okay, tell him. Okay, I will tell, tell him. him. Okay, I'll tell him right now. Okay, tell him okay, right now. Okay, but I walk out. Mike, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I told him. I hated that. He's talking again. <laughs> he didn't what do you shut. Do? What do you oh do? my I do god. Do you know if, what, if I was still with Putin, you know what he would do? Don't bring He'd that walk up. up to him, and he would uh, uh, cut off uh, testicles, and then he would uh, take knife to his own testicles. No anesthesia. Cut them open. Fill his testicles with your testicles. Sew them up. Wear your manhood around. That's what he would do oh, if he was here. That's awful. He would do that. He's very imaginative. He's more creative than he gets credit for. I'm I'm intrigued, but I'm also afraid. Good. At least so. Memory of Putin scares him more than you scare him. I scare him. I'm telling you this, James. You have to choose. Is me, Nadia, or small man who lives in house he pay you for? <laughs> Who's it going to be? Babe. Who do you want in your life? Babe, Nadia or st- strange Slovak man who loves Ireland? I don't know. My name is Michael. <laughs> My name is Michael. I have a name. I Babe, have a name. Come on. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about okay. this later, okay? I, I do a podcast with him, obviously. Nadia! He's out! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking get out of here! <laughs> Chairs, fucking small room, I out! Wow. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> uh, someone's in the doghouse. I'm being asked to choose between my girlfriend and my podcast partner. <laughs> Every man's worst nightmare. 
Well, the choice is obviously clear. We've been doing this together for a year and a half. No. You choose me. <laughs> uh, over your girlfriend. All right, well, uh, that's the show, guys. Let's hear it for the show! <laughs> Thank you so much for everybody who came. Thank you to Pat Thornton, Hannah Eunice, Todd Graham, Ebony Rosen. And uh, Mike, thank Jeremy you. and Alex, and thanks, thank thanks James Hartnett. Michael Balazzo. Let's do our traditional uh, end of show hug. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys so much for coming. Bye! Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs>